Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of The Sheila Zelensky Show. And we're going to just jump right into it because this is part two of The Devil and Karen Kingston. Pastor Elvis Newhart is here on the second part, and we've actually decided to extend this one more. So originally we had three slated, but we're going to go ahead and do a four-part series. It's all this week. So today, tomorrow, and the next day, it's all going to be around this. And the finale, which is part four, wow, on Friday, you are going to be blown away. So here to continue on with this topic is Pastor Elvis Newhart from Hamburg Church of Deliverance. The mic is yours, my friend. Let's get into part two of The Devil and Karen Kingston. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sheila. Looking forward to this. Uh, Folks, like we said, we're going into part two right now of the Devil and Karen Kingston, of an occurrence that happened of an incredible deliverance in 1974, and it's it's a real incredible thing. Now, in part one, we looked at uh, all of the main characters, if you would please, all the people that were involved with it. We had Karen Kingston, and there were 10 other people with her uh, in that room there. And we remember that Karen Kingston, she was a seven-year-old girl. She was standing in front of her alcoholic father when he was murdered by her mother, and she was seven years old, and this caused a lot of problems. And you know what? Uh, Really, uh, go back and listen to part one for the recap on that. What I would like to go into now is, since we've learned who's who's a part of this, we're going to look at the, the specific sets of spirits that they dealt with when they were praying. Well, they called him a holiness preacher, but actually he was a, a, they had a deliverance preacher in there and his wife. They had a Catholic priest. They had a Baptist, a singing Baptist evangelist, and a bunch of doctors, nurses, psychologists. And uh, this whole thing was, was videotaped, audio taped, transcribed. It became a set in a series of books, and it was very heavily discussed in the scientific dis- uh, community for several years after this happened. And so it's really good. Now, for those of us that are in deliverance, or maybe even if you're new to spiritual warfare, it's really almost like a handbook of what they came across back then and what they were dealing with, what they were fighting against. And back then in 1974, they really didn't have a whole lot in deliverance, but they knew how to pray and they used the word of God, the name of Jesus. And also the blood of Jesus when they were praying here. And then there were times where the Holy Spirit just had to drop and help them out. Now, what I want to do here is I want to go forward and we're going to go. And actually, we're probably in this broadcast going to get through the first day of three days of the deliverance that they had. Because these are like three individual kingdoms that they were coming up against. Like I said, it was really incredible what they did. And so what happened was, was they started praying. And I want to say here now is that, you know, the demons would come up and they would identify identify themselves with names. Like the first one here, you know, he called himself Williams. Now, there's going to be names up and down. And I wondered about that because I was like, really? But what the enemy was probably doing here was referring to people, people they had been in in the past. And so, like we said, remember, the spirits came from her father. The spirits came from her mother. And actually, the actual quote was from the spirits. They were asking the spirits, where did you gain access? And the spirits replied, well, we've been here since the beginning, uh, back when she was only seven years old. And the quote was, do you know that her father was a sloppy old drunk, don't you? And you do know that he was stabbed to death, don't you? You do know that her mother was a whore, don't you? Right. And see, what, it ha- what happened was, is the child had no defenses, 
she went into shock, and it was quite easy uh, for the spirits to enter in. And they came out of the father when he died first, and they kept they kept the doors open because the mother was thrown into uh, thrown into into prison for a life sentence, and the enemy wasn't just going to sit around and you know sit with her in jail the entire time. So they transferred over to poor little Karen Kingston. Now. What's very interesting here is to see how the enemy set themselves up and how the enemy position, position themselves. And you really see the levels here uh, that the enemy comes in. You know, some people go, well, why does deliverance take so long? And it's usually because people do not realize uh, how bound up they actually are. And now, no, these were just from these were just the spirits from the father and the mother. And then, we, you know, when you go back 20 generations or so or, or spirits that have been moving down the family line, there can be quite a bit. And then a lot of times is that, you know, when we have. When, when we're influenced by spirits, when we're bound by spirits or whatever, it can get to be a point where we think that's normal because all the men in the family did that or all the women in the family did that. And it's like, well, they may have all done it, but actually it's a demonic pattern, which we're going to look at. So let's get right into it today. And in part two here, the first spirit that came up when they when they came in, they started praying early in the morning of, in I believe it was April, yeah, April 13th, 1974. They started early and they started praying and the first spirit to come up against them called himself Williams, right? And it was a spirit that was a very threatening spirit. The spirit came up. He threatened to kill Karen Kingston. And what you see here, too, is that in the beginning, it started off with a lot of burping. And I've been to I've been to deliverance meetings as well, and when we pray for people, too, they'll start burping, or it's like this unendless source of air starts coming out of them, and people go, well, I just burped. Well, there can be a lot in a burp. And what happened was, is that this spirit, at the end, when they finally cast it out, it really manifested uh, in her hair. Now, one thing that happened was the the uh, Catholic uh, um, the Catholic priest that was there. He started uh, praying the Lord's Prayer in Latin, and the spirit inside of her, this William spirit, spoke right back to her in Latin and had no fear of the Catholic priest, and actually mimicked him and mocked him quite a bit, which was confusing to him, right? And so what happened was, is they kept pushing on this spirit here, and the spirit was real loud. And what the William spirit here, you know, he called himself Williams, but what it was, is that it was a spirit, it, it was a spirit of witchcraft. And now notice that, it was like witchcraft right up front. A lot of people go, oh, there was so much witchcraft and deep down there. And the thing is, is that no, this was usually the, the one that was sent up front first. Because it's a witchcraft spirit, and this was a spirit here. This was like the guard dog. This was like the mean dog in the front of the house, right? Remain in control, do the witchcraft, constant struggle to remain in control, constantly on guard, and then just hit it with a lot of emotional storms. And we, we see this in people. It's like, you know, it's this spirit. And a lot of times there's a lot of witchcraft control going around. And that's what it is. And so you go into their deliverance, and this starts barking at you, and this actually scares a lot of people off, right? And see, that's the whole part of number one, because you know, if the very first first spirit, the spirit of Williams, if he can get you to turn around and go away, that's great. That's great. Then you don't touch all the other layers that are underneath that. So notice, witchcraft was the spirit right up in the beginning. And so yeah, because a lot of times you know people want to think that witchcraft is so far back. Now what they did here also in the deliverances is they would do handwriting analysis of these spirits, right? And it's really in interesting how they wrote this down because what would come through their handwriting or what would come through the demons as they spoke was you would really get a, get a look at the spirit's personality. 
Okay, you get a look at their personality. Now, this is the part where I said where people go, well, all the men were this way and all the women were that way. And what you see, what you also see here in what's mentioned in a lot of the, you know, handwriting analysis stuff is you see a lot of demonic personality patterns. Because, you know, it's not only the spirits that can be very aggressive. It's not just the spirits that always seem to have this constant struggle to remain in control. When people are driven, harassed, and tormented by this, you know, it's usually the the work of spirits here. You know, like, for example, in the Williams package here, too, you see a lot of strong emotional storms and a lot of at war with self, which can be schizophrenia, which can be self-hatred. Each one of these spirits here is like a whole deliverance message that I could preach for an hour or two on and then do mass deliverance uh, mass deliverance on it afterwards. But, you know, and, and so one thing, they kept going forward. And now this deliverance, they prayed for an hour and 45 minutes on this Williams, on the spirit that wanted to uh, call, call itself Williams. Williams, right? Now, one thing about witchcraft that happens is when usually when witchcraft comes out, witchcraft comes out very loud. For those of you that have been praying for people and it just seems to get quiet for a while, and then all of a sudden there's this blood curdling scream, witchcraft usually comes out very loud. It doesn't have to be limited to uh, limited to that, to that. But you know, we see this here in the book too. This book is so much more than just a, another uh, scary scary story. And like I've said before, and like I've, I've given on other times when I've preached even deeper on this topic here too, is you know these people were really bold because it, it almost seemed like they were attacking a dinosaur with a wooden club. Meaning it's like they didn't have all this other deliverance stuff to fall back on, but they kept pressing forward in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the power of His blood and just praying how they knew how to pray. And you know what? If too big of a demon came, every time the demons would say, okay, we're, we're going to send a really big one up and you're not going to be able to uh, uh, stop it, you know what? Then the Holy Spirit himself would just answer. And there were times where, where there was a direct intervention there. And they would see, they would feel the atmosphere in the room change. You know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people when they're confronted with the demons, and this is why a lot of pastors or congregations don't do it, because one of the things the enemy will do in the beginning is try to put up a, you know, try to put up a, a, an atmosphere of fear and helplessness. It's like, oh no, something's manifesting, crazy person in the church, uh, spirits manifesting, we're all afraid, we all feel helpless. People, this should not immobilize you. This should mobilize you. When you see that, boy, if that if you're in a church and that happens, stand up and say, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go get them, angels, right? I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you come out of that person, and then get ready for the wrestling match. That's half the fun, right? And so, but what happened is, what they like to do is they like to project a thing of fear and helplessness. That's how they keep churches in bondage. That's how they keep families in bondage. And that's how they keep individuals in bondage, too, because whenever there's fear and helplessness, we tend to, we tend to slow down and stop and go backwards, and that is just the trick of an enemy. So watch that if you're going forward and there's a lot of anxiety or fear or helplessness in an area. You can start rebuking that in Jesus' name. Now, what they did is they prayed for an hour and 45 minutes, which is quite a bit of time for a whole bunch of people to be praying, right? And then what they did is once they cast out this spirit, let's call it the second level, or they came to the second demon, the second one in a row. And now watch this. The first one was a spirit uh, of control and witchcraft and wanting to remain in control. Control. And you can always, if you have the book or if you're studying this and writing this down, you can write in and say, okay, what was witchcraft providing a shield for? 
And now note, we go into what they call uh, demon number two. And demon number two, he called himself Linus. And I don't think it's the Peanuts character, right? Okay? I don't th- I don't think we see Snoopy or, or, or Lucy there, but they have the, the, the one called Linus. And like I said, again, maybe there was somebody in the family named, named Linus and the, and the demon was just using that using that spirit. But this spirit, there was a lot of ego, a lot of jealousy and bitterness. And we just saw once we pulled off that shielding layer of witchcraft, underneath that was this whole ego and jealousy and bitterness. Now, this Linus spirit, if you will, one thing that this Linus spirit likes to do and where it hunts after, and notice this was just demon number two, it hunts after people that are very dedicated at what they do, very astute, very intelligent, people who, who have a lot of perseverance or people who have a lot of can do, right? Uh, you know, so it likes to hunt after after those people, and it likes to hunt a lot after those that are spiritually senti- sensitive and curious, okay? Now, if you look at this, let's look at this. Who are the dedicated, astute, you know, these are doctors, lawyers, politicians, right? Smart people, right? Uh, you know, hey, could be people in the ministry, but you know, like I said, doctors, lawyers, business leaders, real go-getters. And the thing is, is you see a lot of patterns of egotism, very conceited and wrapped up in self. That's that's some of the personality spirits of this demon, right? Where where when this spirit is inside of you, this is what want, it, it wants you to act like it, right? Very conceited, very wrapped up in self. There's an insatiable need for admiration and to feed the ego, always having to have your ego stroked. Now, on that side there too, these spirits also cause people to be set up to be plagued by jealousy and envy that cause strong resentment and bitterness. Why? Because if anyone else is getting the attention or recognition, they can't handle it. And yes, folks, this was back in 1974 when they were looking at this. And this is very actual today when we look at people who are manifesting this today. Just turn on the news. Just go into the internet. You see it, right? And you see these, you know, dedicated, astute, hardworking, successful intelligent, you know, people with perseverance, right? And those that are spiritually sensitive and spiritually curious, and that comes up. Mm -hmm. And if one of those people there too, notice a lot of ego and jealousy and bitterness, you know, bitterness and resentment. And so that came in. Now, during, while they were battling with this spirit, while they were battling with this spirit and trying to cast it out of Karen Kingston, this is the one that came up. Remember, witchcraft was covering this. Now that witchcraft covering was gone, and here comes this one. See, we're getting down deeper, right? And all of a sudden, this comes up. Guy by the name of the Father Tyson, he was six feet two. 237 pounds, and he thought he would come up and help the deliverance, and so he came up and basically told the, the, the spirit to, to get out and to leave her. And what happened is, and now remember, Karen Kingston is is weighing like, what, 67, 70 pounds right now? And without even moving a muscle and just looking at him, okay, it just lifted him up out of the air and threw him backwards. It's like his whole body was struck by something, right? That can happen. And it's just like, yeah, because they didn't really ap- appreciate that. And so it took this whole man, you know, 6'2", 230 Thirty-seven pounds, not so far away from uh, from being exactly like me, and throw and throwing him basically across the room. And this was done by the spirits that were in this this young girl. 
And so what happened was, is they got serious, right? The enemy, the, the enemy got serious too. These are tricks too that the enemy uses. I'm going to share just a few of these. If we share this and, we, and if we learn what these people went through, we don't have to be scared when this happens. Now, it can be, we can get a little shocked. We can get a little surprised. But you see, they, they always, the demons always want to come with this, this fluff and buff. And so what happened is, is you had mind-reading spirits, you know, telepathy, right? You know, demons that were talking back and forth. This is one thing, too, and this is why it's important to receive our own deliverance, is that the spirits that are in the the spirits that are in the person being prayed for are going to try to communicate with the spirits that are in you. Right? And so what happened was, is that these start talking back, back, back and forth, and all of a sudden, all the gossip comes up, and all the slander comes up, and all the lust comes up. And you'll read here in the book here, too, is that the spirit started, you know, using that demonic radar and going right around the room using gossip, slander, whether it was lies, whether it was truth, but it was always, of course, it has to be the most embarrassing thing. And so then it had to be sexual gossip, sexual slander, and all the lust here, and started going around the room and started explaining what all the desires were of the nurses. And I believe most of them were non-Christian, right? They were just there to help medically. Now, naturally this starts naturally this starts to shock people. And the deliverance pastor just told the spirit to shut up because they don't really care. And you know what? The demons will, you know, nine times out of ten, they will lie. And even if the tenth one is the truth, they will just use the truth to embarrass to humiliate or whatever it takes to shut off the deliverance or disrupt the session. And that's why, folks, we don't pay any attention to that when it comes up, okay? You rebuke it and cut it off because that's what that spirit of mind reader and telepathy and everything is going to do. You know, we wonder sometimes, you know, there's some of these there's some of these Don Juans out there or Casanovas or, you know, even you, you have uh, ladies out there and everything. And boy, they just, boy, they could just read your mind. They could read what was going on behind the eyes. And, oh, they just told me everything I wanted to hear. Well, this is part of that spirit, right? We wonder, it's like, geez, how, how do they get all the, all, all the girls? How do they get all the guys? Well, when you mix that all in and then you mix it up with, a, with the spirit of gossip, slander, and, and lust, right? That's what it's going to go hunting for. And that's also why when we pray for people in deliverance, it's always good, you know, you cover yourself with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You forbid all transfer transference of spirits in Jesus' name. And you also bind up and forbid all communication between the spirits in Jesus' Jesus' mighty name. And that's usually how we start off a prayer. And that's a good way to start off because it cuts off everything that the enemy is going to want to try to use against you. And, you know, this was shocking to the nurses and this was shocking to the psychologists and the doctors. But it's like, you know what? The pastor here, the deliverance pastor here, he knew that it was just one of the one of the chess games, one of the chess moves, one of the tricks of the enemy that they were trying to use to really humiliate these people. Now, during the deliverance, and I should mention this here too, is that the Catholic priest did come up with the exorcism uh, with the exorcism rites of 1611? Pope Leo the Thirteenth wrote them. You know, um, you know, Pope uh, Leo the Thirteenth came up with this. This was you know their exorcism rites. And so anyway, he starts reading them to the spirit, and the spirit started to laugh, and the spirit even started to quote them. Well, they're reading back and forth, and then all of a sudden, the exorcism rites that were in the Catholic priest's hands started to smoke, and then they then they spontaneously combust and they caught on fire. Can the enemy do that? Yes, it can. Earlier on, they even tried using, using a crucifix, and the enemy laughed at it. And the actual quote, the spirit Linus says, that, that ridiculous stuff won't work on me, right? And he looked at the priest and he says, you should know, you should know better. Those are just fancy words. 
Meaningless vulgarities. Don't they teach you anything in those seminaries? Take another good look on the floor. Look at what, what happened was he looked down and everything was, the entire exorcism rites were just burning up. Because again, people, it's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the power of his blood. It is not in incantations and chants. Okay. Now, while it is true, while it is true that a larger demon can push out a smaller demon, it's not an incantations and chant. It's commanding it to come out. Notice Jesus, the disciples. When you look in the Bible, right, you do not see these people. You don't see them going down a whole list or a whole list of incantations and chants and, and babblings. Okay, because the demons will do it with you. We're going to talk a little bit later. Uh, well, I'll wait, but we'll come up to that one. They started. They started singing all the Christian songs. And guess what? The demons started singing with them, right? Out of this young girl that hadn't talked or spoken for the longest time, and she had every song, well, the demons had every song memorized, and they were singing, and probably singing in perfect tune, too, right? Now, that doesn't make the songs wrong, but you see, that's what the, the demons can do that, too. When it comes to deliverance, then, then it's time to do deliverance. So, so you know, a lot of shame and embarrassment. And notice, notice, this was, again, I want to repeat this again. This was the number two spirit behind witchcraft. And like I said, so we get the witchcraft out of the way, and then this spirit comes up with its own, with its own shame and embarrassment and using it. And you know what? You see this, you see this manifesting in the world today with shame, embarrassment, accusations, right? Exposure, because everybody loves a good expose, don't they? Everybody's humiliated by that. And it's like, hey, you know, we just bind that now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Underneath all that witchcraft was a lot of ego, jealousy, and bitterness. You know, notice that in yourself too. We talk about the personality pat patterns. Are you jealous and do you get a lot of resentment if, if anyone else is getting getting some type of attention or recognition? Hey, let's just say, you know, some woman woman wears a one woman wins a beauty contest and she has a million other women pointing out all of her flaws. Or one guy gets some recognition and all the guys are standing there going, well, he ain't so great. So notice that because a lot of times that's where the enemies, you know, we're, we're, we just think it's part of our personality and uh, we think it's part of our personality or that's just how it is or, you know, everybody's been doing that since great grandma. Okay, so let's go on. They prayed and they fought against that spirit for two hours and ten minutes, and then they took a then they then they took a little short break for lunch. Can you imagine how that lunch break was? Well, anything exciting going on today, folks? Right. They paused for lunch because they need after all that and after everything that had happened, they needed a break. Now, like I said, the first layer that they that they peeled off was witchcraft. And forgive me, folks, if I keep repeating this, but I really want us to see the layers here. Layers. Okay, deliverance isn't like a one-time event where somebody slaps you on the head and you go somewhere. There are layers. The demons are layered in. There was a layer of witchcraft to, to remain in control and chase everybody away. And right after that, there was a lot of ego, jealousy, bitterness, because who do you think you are, right? A very, very conceited and everything. And they peeled that layer away. So we had witchcraft, and then came the, the layer of ego, jealousy, and bitterness, and resentment, right? If anybody else is getting attention, and then they came to demon number three. And this will be our next one. And I think it gets really interesting here because the third, uh, the, the third level, it called itself Elizabeth, okay? And no, if your name happens to be Elizabeth, this doesn't make this you. But what the Elizabeth, and I call, I always call it package, what the Elizabeth package was, was a massive false 
religious spirit that was being shielded by ego, jealousy, and bitterness, which was being shielded by witchcraft. Notice, people, this is way down here. Witchcraft wasn't the end all. One of the nastiest spirits here so far is this spirit of a massive false religious spirit. Incredible. Now, this was the one. Now, the first thing this spirit did is it started out by mocking Pastor Rogers, and there was a lot of mockery here. And you'll notice this spirit, you know, a lot of, come on, what is the world full of today? What's the most mocked religion? Uh, that would be Christianity, okay? Because everywhere, everything is mocked. You notice how everything else is accepted except for Christianity, right? And there was a big mockery. And what happened is, started mocking the pastor and then started singing singing the song, Onward Christian Soldiers. Onward Christian Sol Soldiers. And it was massive spirits of self-deception and the deception of others. And it's really interesting when they look at the, the personality patterns here, all this false, false religion, deception of others, and a damaged reality, not being able to see, uh, see things the way they actually are. Okay. This spirit was an opportunist. Okay, What's an opportunist? Well, they're focused on short-term goals to satisfy their needs at the cost of others. Yeah, does that happen today? Absolutely. The next thing was was it just this spirit just felt free to boss the people around, to criticize them and have displays of temper. It was a, it's a very critical spirit. When this spirit is speaking out of people or acting out of people, right? It'll be very cr critical and sarcasm will be used as a weapon. And I mean weaponized sarcasm, not just a little bit of sarcasm that goes here and there, Weapon, uh, weaponized sarcasm, okay? And there's lots of nagging. You see, it's a whole thing here with the nagging, but because you see, what happens with nagging, and nagging is there to break people down. Nag, 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 nag. It's to break people down. It's to get them irritated, right? It's to get their mind all wrapped up in nagging and irritation, right? And under that control so people can't even think for themselves, and that's exactly what this this massive spirit of false religion wanted, and it's really interesting because this is the third this is the third package here, the third layer underneath the ego, jealousy, and bitterness, which was shielded by witchcraft. And you see how this is all starting to work together here too. You know, Satan has his army too, and he knows how to place them when the fight's coming. Now, what's interesting is, is that if we're loaded with these spirits or we have these spirits, then these spirits are going to start talking to each other and, de and derail, you know. And see, and this spirit, too, always kept demanding to the people, kept coming against the people saying, I am your God, you must worship only me. I am your God, you must worship only me. It was a mockery of our Father in heaven. It was a mockery of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, okay? And it was this, you know, it, it, it's like it's almost like sounding like Satan himself when he's, when he's saying, I will, I will sit on the sides of the north, right? I will do this. Boy, it's really something here, how stuff, it all comes together. Now, Karen Kingston, she was four feet, nine inches tall. And she weighed 63 pounds. Now, Father Tyson, he was 6 feet 2 inches tall, 237 pounds. And he was on top of Karen's legs, right? Because, you know, she started thrashing around a lot. This is where a lot of times you'll start hearing the, the deliverance workers say, grab an arm, grab a leg. Because there will be times like that when the spirits start manifesting like this. And you need to hold people down. And so you had a 237-pound guy on top, of, uh, on top of her legs. She's 63 pounds. The Baptist minister, the Southern Baptist evangelist, he was he 
was five foot eleven and he weighed three hundred pounds. And he was laying across Karen Kingston's chest. Now <laughs> people are gonna look at this and go, Oh my lord, what are you doing to that poor little girl? You're going to smother her. You're going to crush her. But actually what happened was is as they kept praying and they kept praying and they kept telling the spirit they kept the spirit to uh, to come out, the spirits resisting, and you know what? All of a sudden she relaxed and she stopped struggling. And a, and a soft demonic female voice came came from inside of her. And Karen turned her head and looked at the workers and said, "Well, I feel so good. You have all really been so nice to me. I can't thank you enough. You're you're great people to be around. Watch out when you're in the middle of a deliverance fight, and all of a sudden something something with a, when a little bit too much honey keeps get, uh, keeps getting spoken to you, right? Oh, I love you all so much. Boy, you're so good. I can't thank you enough." You're great people. Mm-hmm. You know that's how that's how some of these massive false religious spirits speak. And then there was a then there was a momentary pause. And then and then the spirit kept talking. Say, well, you can let me up now. It's all over. Elizabeth is gone. Elizabeth has left. You can let me up. I'm perfectly okay now. Please, will you let me let me up? I tell you what, folks, you've got to watch for this sometimes too, because you know sometimes you'll be praying for kids or you'll be praying praying for things, and they will use all mental hooks, they will use all em- uh, emotional hooks. They're going to pull on your heartstrings. They're going to pull on your that that package of rescuing spirits on the inside. Yeah, and they're going to do that. And you know what? And the demon's going to slip off and slip away. Yeah. And thank God there was a, a lot of people. Thank God that it's written here. Thank God that I prayed for a lot of people as I was growing up in deliverance too that showed me this and taught me this here too where they always like to play like this right and you know what (laughs) they looked at it they didn't believe the spirit and they called the spirit a liar okay they called the spirit a liar well the spirit didn't like it that much this massive religious spirit right this is incredible when the demon found out that it didn't have control over the people and that they were going to going to uh, and that they were going to keep praying first it became quiet Right, and then all the deception and false love came up, and all the quietness and calm. Calm. All of a sudden, little Karen Kingston levitated. Now remember, she's sixty-three pounds. The spirit levitated, and it lifted up five hundred and thirty-five pounds. It lifted it six feet off the ground. It bounced it off the ceiling for twenty minutes. Twenty minutes, folks. Now, with all the b- bouncing around, uh, uh, the men that were on top of her, the 530 pounds of, uh, of prayer people on top of her, they were eventually thrown off. The Catholic priest was knocked out, okay? And while it was doing this, notice this, folks, the demon was screaming Bible passages. The demon was screaming and quoting Bible passages perfectly. Not all that glitters that is not all that glitters is gold, and not everything that's quoting a Bible passage is an angel. Okay, this shocked the people. Well, can you imagine that if you'd never seen that before? And so the response was, she's screaming Bible verses while at the same time saying, "I am Satan. I am the prince of darkness." Right? Get away! Everything. <laughs> okay, unbelievable. It was now uncontrollable. So what did the people do? You know what? They held on. They grabbed an arm and a leg, and they kept praying. Praise the Lord. There were times, and I want to encourage people, too. They're like, well, geez, oh, Elvis, you've been deliverance all these decades. And, oh, Sheila, she's such a mighty prayer warrior and everything. And I'm just a little old me. You know what? These people just kept kept praying the name of Jesus in, these, in this moment, right? They just kept praying Jesus. They just kept praying the name of Jesus and telling the thing to get out of there. You know, you've seen these movies or we've read these books where, you know, maybe there was somebody somewhere and there was a wild animal, a wolf or who knows, tiger or whatever. And you know what? All they had was like a, a torch or a sharp stick or something. And 
you know, you keep that sharp stick in the face of that tiger long enough and keep telling it to go, they'll go. They're going to realize at some point, it's like, you know what? It's too much problems to eat them. We'll go find easier prey. They just kept coming after this spirit. And what they would do is, and they, were, and they got to the point where they simply prayed, God help me. Now listen to this, to this too. This massive false religious spirit that called itself, that called itself Elizabeth, said, God cannot help me. It kept screaming out loud, God cannot help me. I am God. Do you hear me? I am God. God cannot help me. And that caught my attention when I was looking at that because there's a lot of people out there feeling, well, God can't help me. Or maybe people have been to a a lot of churches or a lot of places and not received help, and something's come in and tried to tell them that God cannot help me. There was one time where Pastor Rogers he had to go down to care and says, "Do do you want to be? Do you want to be free of this? Do you want to be get? A, do you want to be free of these spirits here? Right? Of course, the demons tried speaking for a little care in Kingston, and the pastor told told him to shut up. You know, get into it, folks. It's a demon. They've heard the words anyway, right?" Now, what happened was, is that this is one of these moments where God looked down and says, you know what? These people are trying their their very best and everything. This spirit wants to rise up. God knew at this moment, he says, no, this has to go because I want Karen Kingston delivered this weekend here. I want her to be free. And you know what happened? Again, what happened was, is that the the entire atmosphere in the room changed. Maybe in another time, I can tell you about times where I've had demonic visitations. I've been praying for things or whatever, and the atmosphere would change. You know that thing about the room getting really cold that's true i've i've lived through that right and what happened was is that the atmosphere changed right they said there was like an electricity in the air and then all of a sudden the demon came screaming up and came screaming out the holy spirit the holy spirit fell again god intervened and you know what? These were people praying. You know, they were using scripture. They were doing everything that they could do. And you know what? Like it's always been uh, taught to me over all these years too, where they've always said, when the devil's at his worst, God will be at his best. And so, like, even if you're all by yourself and really tormented on something, and you don't have a church close. You keep telling that stuff to get out, get out of you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't care how big they say they are. And you know what? If the devil ever tries to send anything that might be bit too big for you right now, yep, that's. That's when God himself can come in and intervene. And it's happened. I personally know people who the best deliverance they ever received was in their own four walls of their apartment, their rented room, their house. And they were there maybe with a booklet, maybe with just their Bible. Maybe they heard a program. And all they did was they told that to come out now in Jesus' name, and it left. Praise the Lord. That deliverance, I believe, took three hours and ten minutes if I was right. Could you imagine that? Three hours and ten minutes? <laughs> People bouncing off the city. Yeah, I, uh, forgive me. It was three hours and 18 minutes. Three hours and 18 minutes. You know, it was, it was getting late in the afternoon after a fight like that. People can be really tired down. You can always ask the Lord for more, more strength. Watch your strength. Don't get overly tired when you pray. But I want you to notice this here too, and I'm going to say this again. The first level they hit, they hit was witchcraft. The second level that they hit was ego, uh, jealousy, bitterness, with all of that, right? Then after, all, then once they peeled those layers away, they came against the massive false religious spirit. And where does this all lead up to? What were those spirits hiding inside of inside inside of Karen Kingston? What were they covering up? So the enemy likes to cover, and we always say in deliverance, you need to get your deliverance to see where you, where you need to see deliverance because we're blind to it. They came against the uh, the fourth the fourth demon or the fourth package of spirits. It like calling itself Leslie. They can call them whatever they want to, but, but that spirit was was a fear and mind warping and twisting of the brain. 
Can you see the connections? A massive false religious spirit and mind warping and twisting of the brain. This was right after the huge religious spirit came up. The spirit that twisted the mind, it was it was on right now. Now, it's really interesting what this spirit does. It will take great minds. Have you ever noticed people, it's like they had really great minds and they seem to have all this potential, but it just kind of came up short and it really didn't go anywhere? It's because this spirit, this spirit that wants to control the mind and all the mind warping, it's a great mind, but confined to the boring or the brilliant mind warped to no good. You know, just for an example, like you, it, it's like having the, the evil mastermind, right? They've got this brilliant mind, but then it's used for wickedness. Have you ever noticed how a lot of these people and criminals and everything, they come up with some of the most ingenious plans to lie and steal and kill and set up and fraud. And, and they do things and we look at it and we go, I, I can't even imagine doing that. Those thoughts would never enter into my mind. Well, it's because you probably don't have these spirits, right, to that level. You don't have that, right? It's, it's because it, it takes great minds and it warps them to no good. You know, this, this is how drug addicts, this is how drug addicts can always seem to find the money for the, for their next shot, right? For the, for the next go around it. And these people are master tricksters, right? And so, on the other hand, what it will do is it will take a good mind. It'll take it'll take your good mind that God gave you, and God gave you a good brain that can think. But these spirits get in there, and the mind becomes twisted and ineffectual, not producing the desired effect. And we just say, well. I ain't no good in English, or two plus two equals five, right? We say, well, we're not good in English, we're not good in math, or we're probably not good in school, or not good at learning, or I'm not good at reading, or, I, I, you know, all these things that we just say, well, I'm not good at that. Okay, so I just accept it. Really? You want to accept that? And so what happens is, is that, is, is the mind becomes passive, there's lacking adequate forcefulness in situations, right? And when you need, the, need your brain, it's not working. Now, notice that. Now, if you put the brain like this, do you see how much fun the previous spirits could have with that? Witchcraft, ego, jealousy, bitterness, right? Massive false religious spirits. And underneath all that, you, ha you have the fear and the mind warping and the, and the twisting, right? Hey, some people have a twisted mind. Some people are plagued with, with a perverted mind. Other people are, are, are plagued with the reprobate mind. You know, the, mind, the brain that just can't do anything. Spirits like this that just destroy our flexibility, they destroy our imagination, our vision, right? You know, God gave us a mind that loves to explore, that loves to read, or an analytical mind, a, a mind that can look at stuff and figure things out, and then this spirit gets in and turns that all around. And so what they did is, what, the, of course, what this spirit wanted to do is it wanted to go around to all the workers and start playing with their minds, right? Asking, it's like, well, what sin, preacher boy? Okay, and then the mind came in and it, it crushed the, you know, it, it was very proud, just mocked the Catholic priest, and then went into mind, game, mind games with him. And you know what? With this spirit here, too, and what happened was is that there was also a period, too, where this demonic spirit lunged out of the chair and it, it scraped up. She started tearing the clothes off one of the nurses, started biting her, scratching her, you know, biting her, scratching her, right? And you see, another one that was wrapped up in this twisted mind spirit, too, were spirits of rape, murder. Tried doing that with one of the workers there. 
written in, in detail in the book, right? And it's really interesting that along with these spirits of, you know, the religious spirits, the mind-warping spirits, and the witchcraft, what you see here is what they also came against was a lot of just incredible hatred of women, the degrading of women, sick lust, because the spirit came out again and just really, you know, that that demon put put that put that nurse in the hospital and she couldn't take couldn't take play, uh, part of the deliverance anymore. See how that is? Again, here in the mind warping and twist, twi- tw- twisting spirits, you know, the demons prayed with the Catholic priest. And it really shocked the Catholic priest because, you know, he was really there to help. He was. He wasn't like some mean guy. He's like, hey, I'm really here to help, and I, and I want to use this. And, and, you know, and so, like, this spirit it was making a fool out of, out of the deliverance pastor, Pastor Roger, Rogers, with all this, all this mockery. And it mocked the Catholic priest with all the Catholic prayers, too, and, you know, all mockery. And so what happened was they found a way to distract the demon. The demon kept praying in Latin. The demon kept praying in Latin, and, and the Catholic priest was like, how could this be? And you know what happened was, is, is I think God looked down in his heart and saw this guy really wanted to help, you know. And what, what came over him, too, is he got saved. And the, Holy, and, and the Holy Spirit came over him. And then they really started praying against the Spirit. Now, what do we have here, too? The Lord fell on him, and, he, and the Catholic priest was different from that day on. Okay, interesting how God can work. And, and really, you know, and look at these spirits too. And notice that this was a spirit that was in a little girl, but you have all these spirits of rape and murder and hatred of women. Okay, yes, women can have the spirit of the hatred of women inside of them. Okay, sometimes spirits, what they do is they, they act like magnets to draw it to you. Now, this, this is the same for men. You can, you can have hatred of men, hatred of women, and what it acts like is it, it, it's like a magnet that calls out and it draws you to you. You know, some people go, well, how come I walk into a place and this always happened to me? The men always either do this to me or the women all do this to me or all the women get jealous of me or all the guys want to beat me up. It's like, and I just walk in and I, and I, I didn't seem like I did anything. You know, and we joke and we say, we, we joke when we say, we go, well, do I stink? Well, you might stink of demons. The demons have that and they know who they can pick on and they know who, who they can do it to. And we'll do that in more in future messages, future and different me- messages. And you know, it's really something when the Holy Spirit came down upon these people and it really strengthened them and empowered them because you know what at this time they had already been praying for 10 hours and yes the holy spirit did fall and yes the holy spirit did do things okay but boy 10 hours of deliverance prayer like like this being knocked out being levitated for 20 minutes six feet off the air right having your old religious belief system basically burned up and destroyed in front of your face and you know, but the spirit came into, and I have seen this so many times over all the years too, there's a time when like the Holy Spirit will come down and invigorate and add life to them, right? Okay? And, and add life to them. And they came against the spirit and the spirit left. And they commanded, they said, they said, get out of there now. They were re-strengthened. And I think the spirit really tried its ultimate best to wear down the workers, to humiliate the workers, right? To get the workers to quit and they didn't. And God gave them more strength. You know, look. Look at all. Look in the book of the Judges when it says, "And the spirit of the Lord came down, came down on those people." Right, like Gideon, and look what he did. Look what Samson did. Look what Samson did when the spirit came down upon him. You know, you know, you're going to need some of that when you're out there killing a thousand Philistines, right? And now it was six thirty at night. The spirit, the, uh, the spirit left. Ten hours at the end of the first day, they, they spent ten hours praying with her. And so what we noticed here too, and you know what, and we only, we only, we, we've only pulled off the first four layers here, folks, but I want you to cheer up because the worst is yet to come.
So praise the Lord. We're going to end that with part two today. That'll be part two. And so we'll continue on in our next message. We'll go into the second day because at this point, the workers were exhausted. They needed some rest. And so they had to recharge and be able to come back the next day and start with this next group of spirits. And that's where we'll stop for today, Sheila. Excellent. Thank you so much, Elvis. Uh, Of course, tomorrow is going to be part three, and we're looking forward to that. And then part four as well, uh, early part of next week, that'll be up there. So be watching for that. So uh, very quickly, give out your information, Elvis, for the ones that are listening that may be new to your ministry. Right. Well, to get in touch with me, uh, our email address is Elvis HCD. That stands for Hamburg Church of Deliverance, Elvis HCD at AOL.com. And so that's where you can contact us directly. Uh, you can uh, search for different messages on, on uh, she, uh, Sheila's website here that I've done here. Uh, you could enter in my name, which is Elvis, like Elvis, and Newhart, spelled N-E-U-H-A-R-D-T. And uh, there's other messages that we have. Uh, we can be supported at PayPal.com uh, using the email address that I just gave you. Uh, I have my own YouTube channel as well, uh, underneath Elvis Newhart, and you're welcome to listen any to any of the messages we have up there. So yeah, really, thanks for listening. We're We're going to continue on. We're going to continue on with part three soon. Excellent. And for part four, if there's any questions that come up, and I will definitely check with my prayer group as well that's been working through this study on this book. And again, I've linked the ebook in below because I got a lot of people asking me for that on part one. So I've linked the Devil and Karen Kingston ebook link for people that may want to go through the book. If there's time for questions on part four, we will get into it then. Elvis, thank you so much for coming on the program. And we look forward to part three. Thank you so much. That'd be wonderful. I welcome that. Uh, of course, th- there's going to be questions, and questions are really good. And maybe if we get a chance at some point uh, in our series here, uh, we can even do some uh, mass deliverance right here on air. That'll be fantastic. Thank you so much, Elvis. Thank you again for coming on the program, and we look forward to part three. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sheila. Folks, that was Elvis Newhart, pastor from Hamburg Church of Deliverance. His email is linked below as well. And again, just a reminder, the ebook for The Devil and Karen Kingston is also linked there below in the description. Make sure you're also subscribed to my e-newsletter. That's free. And there's one coming up on Monday. So make sure you are subscribed to that. And also make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel and following me on social media. The social media links and all that information is over there at SheilaZolinski.com or just type in www.sheila.media. Either one of those websites will take you right to the main website. I appreciate you tuning into the program today. We look forward to part three and part four, as well as we've got a great lineup next week with, again, incredible pastor from Poland, Pastor Joseph Jasinski, on a powerful show, and then something really exciting as well. Augusto Perez is back the early part of next week. He is one of my favorite guests. And lastly, this Sunday, March 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we have a conference call. That's a leadership conference call for SWAT prayer. If you have been selected as a leader for your state or your province, please be watching for an email coming out from SWAT prayer. That will be coming out tomorrow. So be watching for that. And we thank you so much for tuning into the program tonight. Good night and God bless you.